Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to another episode of The Mystical Matchmaker. I am your host, Marla Martinson, and I'm so happy that you're joining me today. Uh, It's springtime, the birds are singing, and of course, love is in the air. And today I've got a wonderful guest. You may have heard her on my show before, whether it has been on my YouTube show, Cosmic Conversations, or on this show, The Mystical Matchmaker. It is my dear friend and coach, Susan Allen, who has created HeartSpace Solutions. Uh, She created this so that we can all learn how to create the most loving and intimate and passionate relationships possible. She has unique tools and skills that will allow us to create the deepest level of desire, romance, understanding, peace, and cooperation, even when you are the only partner learning this. You know, sometimes we find our soulmate or we think we did, or we get in a relationship, or we get married, and everything was rosy in the beginning, and then you find out that there's a lot of friction, or, or you don't have peace, and so she can help help people with that. We have a very high divorce rate, and um, I think uh, people, if they could learn these skills that Susan teaches, which are fun, too, uh, you know, this would lower that divorce rate. So she offers a complimentary one-hour private telephone session so that we can transform her lives. It's so amazing. You get on the phone with Susan. She's in Santa Barbara, but she can talk to you anywhere. And if you're in another country, she can hop on Skype uh, by audio only. (laughs) She'll do the audio calls with you. And, uh, And then if you want to continue working with her, you can, but there's absolutely no obligation. And uh, it's just the tools from the one hour is amazing. And Susan and I actually went into the uh, studio up in Santa Barbara, and we uh, training for women called How to Marry a Billionaire or Just a Great Guy. It doesn't have to be a billionaire because they're hard to find, right? But how to marry, how to land one of these great guys because there's a lot of competition. You've got to have, be on your game when you go on your the first date. People are assessing you. They are uh, decide, you know, finding red flags, and so they could just count you right out. It's it's harsh, but it's a true reality, right? So, uh, Susan Allen, she always says, if you do a hundred percent of what works and zero percent of what doesn't doesn't, you can have the life you dream about. So today we're going to talk about something juicy. But I'm going to bring Susan on right now. Hey, Susan, how are you doing today? Fabulous. Thrilled to be with you as always. This is going to be so much fun. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun, you guys, because guess what our topic is? How do you know if it's love or lust? Ooh. Susan, I remember when I was dating in my 30s, and I would meet a guy, and I would be so crazy about him, and I would think that 
he was the one for me and that, you know, I was trying to think and already planning our, our wedding. And uh, come to think of it, looking back, th- these were not, I mean, I don't even know what I was thinking. It was just lust because they were very sexy at the time and I had a lot of, a lot of hormones flying around. <laughs> well, we're not thinking, you know, lust is a biochemical explosion. It has nothing to do with thinking. Love is lust plus thinking because when you fall in love with someone, it's that the lust is fantastic and Mm -hmm. as well, you know who this person is or you're learning who this person is and that's the most important aspect of creating a lifelong love, to take the time and be open and be vulnerable and motivate this other person to share himself or herself with you. Yeah, that motivating part <laughs> is so important, but it's something that so many of us don't do or skip or don't realize that motivating. Can you can you just touch on that mode what is how do you motivate someone? Well, the way that you motivate anyone to do anything, and of course each of us has done this a million times, is first of all, you have to assess whether this person could be motivated to behave in a certain way. So if you want somebody to be more passionate and they're not, you know, you're wasting your time, you're looking in the wrong place. So, you know, redirect yourself. Or if you're looking for somebody to be kind, and in fact you see that they have a cruel streak, again, you know, you're wasting your time, redirect yourself. But if you see that the person has the capacity, if you have true evidence, you have observed that this person has the capacity, then whatever you want, you give it because people Mm -hmm. become the company they keep. So if I want a man to be more loving, I'm more loving. If I need him to be more passionate, I'm more passionate. If I want him to pay more attention to me, I pay more attention to him. Now, what's so interesting about this, Marla, is, for example, someone who wants a guy to be more interested. We hear this all the time, you and I, in our work, right? Right, right. So normally what the woman does, which is the opposite of whatever is going to work for her, if she lives to be a 1,000 years old, it's never going to work, is she pulls back. Mm -hmm. The opposite, if she's really interested in a man and she really wants him to pay attention and be loving and connect with her, she has to make him feel safe, because it may be about that. She has to make him feel that he can trust her. It may be about that. He has to feel that she really cares. It may be about that. It may be about all these and more. And by showing up as this undeniable opportunity for him, the whole relationship shifts. And I cannot tell you how many fabulous men who are my friends have confirmed this. Mm-hmm. Wow. This yeah, really I mean, makes yeah. all the difference. Don't, yeah, don't look at a guy and think, oh, he's got it all. He doesn't need me to reassure him. The truth mm-hmm. is because of the way men are constructed, you know, and I have talked about this before, because You know, women, sadly, will often pretend to be aroused, even when they're not, for one reason or another. Men cannot pretend any such thing. 
So a man needs to feel reassured, safe, that you really, truly, and deeply care for him. This is so important. If you're going to create a loving, intimate, joyous, passionate relationship with a man, this is a necessity. Right, and that, and talking about that, you know, how men can't pretend to be aroused, that's why men are so visual and they're always looked as a matchmaker 17 years. I mean, the men are always wanting the most beautiful women they can find because that, you know, excites them uh, physically. But remember, because, one of the reasons, but remember right? this is important. This is really urgent for everyone listening because, okay. you know, you've sent me many of your clients these men right. who told you they needed these exquisitely beautiful women. Yes. And the truth is that they were looking for an experience mm-hmm. of authenticity, of a deep level of feeling from the woman. Right. So, yes, it's wonderful to be beautiful. It is a very wonderful thing. And, you know, thank God Dr. Robert Hutchinson can make any of us more beautiful tomorrow afternoon if we schedule, you know, honestly. And then you look at the inside. And the inside in almost all these women is lacking because they thought that it would be enough to be beautiful. And there's not a single man of value on the planet Earth who considers that to be enough. It isn't enough. No, no. It's a starting place. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a jumping off place. Nobody should be 20 pounds overweight. Nobody should just throw on the first thing in their closet that they see. But there are a thousand, thousand attributes that are essential. Right. It's, I, I have a funny, uh, I have two, two little stories here. Uh, the one funny one that, okay, maybe as, since you know, you're so good at dissecting what is going on here. So um, uh, I have this, this purse that I bought in uh, Cozumel with my husband and, you know, we, we were with his brother and his wife and I needed a purse to put everything in that would really fit everything and they have those ones made out of material and it's it's kind of gypsy it does look kind of gypsy like and uh, it's purple and it was perfect and so now I use it for my gym to take my stuff to the gym and it has some faded parts and some deeper colored parts that's just how it is but in my hubby's mind it's it's uh worn out and it's not he hates that bag he 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 says get rid of it get rid of it constantly i'll buy you a new one and i said i have so many bags i don't want a new one this one's really great he is desperate for me to get rid of that bag now i was thinking about about it yesterday i was thinking you know what thinking about everything susan's taught and I thought it's so important for him that I get rid of this bag. I might as well just give it to the Goodwill tomorrow. It was like a $10 bag. <laughs> but if it's so, so if it was so important, talking about the visual. That's stuff, right. It was, it's That's so, right. So, so would this be an example of just get rid of the damn bag because it's going to make him happy? Well, it's, 
it's not about the visualization. It's about, you know, one of my teachers told us years ago, and, you know, I've taken like 5,000 workshops, intensives, retreats, and trainings so that I would learn everything everybody else already knew, and then I would see what was still missing to create my own work. So he said, get the haircut that your partner wants. Remember, your partner has to look at you all the time. Right. And I thought that was so brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, you want to have a haircut that requires, you know, two hours uh, in front of a mirror with a, a, a flat iron every day. No, not at all. Right. But the idea is, where is our compassion and mutuality? Right. In America, we have really an addiction to independence, an addiction yeah. to my way or the highway. And it, it's fine right. as long as you're not looking for a lifelong love. But if yeah. you're looking for a lifelong love, that's based on mutuality. Love equals needs met. And mm-hmm. when your needs being met are as important to me as my own needs being met, that's love. Mm. Yeah. Nothing else is love. Very good. Now, so I look forward to seeing back. a photo of you with your new handbag or your new gym bag. <laughs> Quick, new gym bag. That's right. I'm going to do that. All right. Quick. So, uh, oh, and then what? Quick. <laughs> yeah. Quick. Okay. Now, uh, oh, I was going to mention how when you were talking about beauty is not enough, that they're looking for the inside. Now, here's a story uh, uh, with a couple of layers here. So, uh, I would, was matching this woman uh, years ago who was uh, very beautiful, um, and, but, and she would get, like you, she would get proposed to on the first date. I mean, so many times, and she'd been married <laughs> two or three times. And uh, My claim and to I fame asked, with you, right? <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I asked um, one of the men that uh, had dated her or yeah and uh why do you know men just flip out over this woman and what what is it that they just you know want to propose and and he says and he says marla she makes men feel like they're the only men in the world like she's present there with them she's listening she makes them feel so fabulous now that then she was never able to maintain uh relationships because she was such a big spender that uh, it, she thought she was, you know, the Sultan of Brunei. You know, she would, um, <laughs> the, the guys would, would be afraid, like, even if they had money, like, she's going to wipe me out. I need money for my, you know, re- well, retirement. Let's, let's uh, talk kids. about this, oh. Marla. Marla, yeah. this is an example of a woman who's using a manipulation technique. This is not okay. a woman who's present on a date. Uh-huh. This is not okay. a woman who's being there. This is what the girlfriend experiences, not a real girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. And, oh, you yeah. know, if any of you haven't watched that show about a hooker. I love that who show. offers it's, it's that. dark yeah. and, you know, yeah. but it's really yeah. good, yeah. But it's very important, and I know that not only women listen to you, but also men. It's yes. critical for you to be able to separate a girl from a woman. And there are very right. few women, I'm sorry to say. And that's what yeah. I teach. I teach girls how to become women. I teach boys how to become men. So what okay. is this difference that I'm describing? 
when a woman is with you, and I knew this when I was very, very young. I just found a letter that I wrote to a boyfriend in 1971. And wow. by God, if I couldn't have written almost the same letter in the last, uh, you know, months or so. Yeah. So my uh-huh. understanding of loving and being loved was set very, very early by my mother. I was very, very fortunate. Mm-hmm. So it is about loving. So the men that proposed to me, of which there were many, <laughs> yeah. they saw my capability, my capacity, my commitment to give and receive and share love. Now, many of them thought that they were interested in me because of superficial attributes that I have. Mm-hmm. And certainly that I had in, in greater quantity, you know, in my teens, 20s, 30s, 40s. But mm-hmm. that's not why. That's what they thought, but that's not why. It's when you listen to certain singers, and I know that your husband Adolfo is a fabulous musician. When you listen mm-hmm. to certain singers, they hit a certain low note that resonates in your heart. And yeah. there are many of them. I remember certain songs that Bob Dylan sang in the 60s. Extraordinary. There's a, a guy who does kirtan, Krishna Das, who regularly yeah. hits those low notes. Men who have voices that are very low. They hit a low mm-hmm. note. It resonates in your heart. It awakens lust and the possibility of love. That mm-hmm. is common denominator. So when a man is on a date with a woman and she looks at him in a particular way, which she can also do on the phone, which I am certainly expressing now to everyone listening, when you are in your heart space, reaching out to others and into their heart spaces, that's mm. what works. That's right. all and that, that is needed. Yeah. And that can translate into business and everything else. You bet. That you same bet. yeah, that same technique, which is uh, great. Um yeah, speaking of voice But it's a state I, voice, but listen, it's a state oh, yeah. of being. Okay. It's a state right. of being. It's, it's being. not a technique. Yes. It's a state of being. You have to raise your vibrational state. You have to awaken your heart center. There's a lot that I teach people to do, a lot of very esoteric work that we do. Right. And and, uh, even on the first date, I think we've talked about this on my uh, YouTube show, is that that women all show up to the date all harried and, you know, on the phone and uh, like a whirling dervish, you know, coming in. And then unconscious. And then. Unconscious, checking the checking the phone, getting up to go to the bathroom, yeah, this, that, not really listening, talking about herself. Never, so yeah. They're not. You grounded. understand, right? They're not. Yeah, you yeah. understand. These are people not ready to be dating. Right. These are n- people who are not ready to be dating. Any relationship they enter into must end. Huh. Now, okay. What are they going to find? They're going to find a partner who's at the same level of unconsciousness they are. There's no question right. about it. Yeah. So if you're listening and what you want is a lifelong love affair, you must learn to wake up. You must learn to stay awake. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not saying anything that the Buddha didn't say thousands of years ago. I'm not saying anything yeah. that Krishna and the Christ didn't teach, you know, thousands of years ago. The only difference right. is that I'm speaking of it in current language and applying yes. it to current scenarios. Uh, I already feel grounded thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. Sure. And, and because you were, we activate and you were talk- we activate all we the activate chakras the heart and you do. Right. That's right. That's so right. and and I just want to touch on voices because I remember when I was dating if a guy would call me. So I remember somebody wanted to introduce me to somebody and this guy called me and left a message on my answering machine. We had answering machines back then. <laughs> and and um his voice was just too whiny or whatever. I didn't like the voice and and I would never want to go out with a guy whose voice I didn't like. Okay. Uh, and yeah, Naturally. so the voices. And then you hear these ladies, some of the girls with voices like a, they're like a five-year-old, you know. It's like yeah. a car- they could yeah. do cartoon characters. So yeah. the guys are like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. Let they us wonder. remember that Marilyn Monroe and Jackie Kennedy had almost mm-hmm. the same voice. Almost the same right. voice. I know. They did. They did. Yeah. I've been watching that uh, documentary or that CNN, sh- you know, series, The Kennedys, and, and uh, they've been showing her. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah so I, I met her. Just heard it. Oh, my goodness. I met her yeah. and I met him. Wow. Very exciting. Wow. Oh, yeah, my gosh. So... Talking about getting back to the topic of, of lust, so uh, you and lust can grow into love and vice versa, right? No, because we want no, no. okay, no, uh, not vice versa. Lust okay. can absolutely grow into love, since mm-hmm. lust, as I said, is that immediate, instantaneous, physical, mm-hmm. biochemical, illogical response of the body mm-hmm. yeah like two magnets drawn to each other okay just literally you know stories as do i of people who've been drawn you know tens of thousands of miles i read right. a book that was based on a real life story of a man who walked something like fifteen thousand miles across the steppes of russia in order to be reunited with the woman that he loved. And it was a real story. Uh, And he was thrown in prison at one point and had to break out of prison Uh and walked. And it happened, I believe, twice. So we hear stories about this all the time. It is that starts with lust. It is that biochemical, undeniable connection, which can grow into love, again, if you eat... Both open your hearts, open your souls, mm-hmm. take that time, that willingness to be vulnerable, to be soft, to learn about one another. You cannot mm-hmm. love someone who doesn't want to be loved. Believe mm-hmm. me, I've tried. You cannot yeah. love yeah. someone who isn't willing to You know, you may have to do a whole lot more to get the ball rolling. And at the end of the day, that person has to be willing 
capable of evolving into or already being in that state. Because when two merge into one in the experience of physical and emotional tantra, it's not just you in a mirror. It's two people. (laughs) Yeah. And, so the um, other, the reverse, no. Yeah. Uh-huh. Love no. never grows into lust. There are people, no. and believe me, I was one of them. I married my best friend. Uh-huh. You know, I didn't just do it once because I'm, I'm a complete jerk. I did it twice because <laughs> the men that I loved just were impossible marital candidates. So I married yeah. my best friend twice. They felt lust for me. I never felt it. I was pretty young the first time so I give myself a pass mm-hmm. um, and the second time as you know and anybody who watches any of our things together knows this guy was you know a super manipulator and mm-hmm. uh, a con man a terrible guy so these things happen but don't get fooled I've never ever in the thousands and thousands and thousands of people I worked with not even once have I seen a long-term relationship work where there wasn't a natural, mutual, exquisite lust? Mm. That's the glue, as one of my friends says. That's the mortar that keeps the bricks together. That's the glue that keeps the love affair together. And I believe this yeah, is and true I'll- based on all my evidence. Yeah, and and so often this one person, it seems like there's one person that's more into the other one than, you know, one person's more in love or less than the other person in a relationship. Often. Um, well, but, let's you know. yeah, let's talk about that. You know, yeah, the way to create the most intensely passionate experience with another person is to clear up anything that stands between you and passion, period. Mm -hmm. So whether we're talking about women who are anorgasmic and I work with them and, you know, over the phone, you know, I work with Mm -hmm. people, men and women over the phone who have all sorts of sexual blockages and barriers. And I can Mm -hmm. tell you every single one I've ever worked with is experiencing joyous orgasms today. Mm-hmm. Because there's a switch okay. in the brain. Yeah. If it's a psychological issue for a man, it's a psychological issue. You know, there's a switch in the brain. And I remember this because I had to do this for myself. I grew up with all sorts of stories about, you know, why my father thought sex was a bad thing, etc. And I had to listen right. to all this garbage. And then it yeah. took me years to break through this. And I said, okay, but I'm not stopping until I do. You know me, I am yeah. this consistency. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So they, there are many ways that I teach women and men to raise themselves into a fever pitch of uh-huh. sexual tension and energy to bring that into their bedroom. A fever pitch. Now, you know, sometimes your partner just isn't there. But if you want to have incredible sex and you have someone with whom to have sex that you're going to consider incredible because you love Mm -hmm. touching him, tasting him, and vice versa, then Mm -hmm. you get yourself worked up into that state. And that's why, 
No woman or man, of course, can be shy enough that she's waiting for her partner to reach out for her. That is one of the biggest mistakes that men or once in a while, you know, not too many men, but women make Mm -hmm. all the time, thinking that their partner has to reach out for them sexually. And it's never going to happen. It has to be mutual. Nobody wants to feel, no guy, wants to feel that this is like drudgery. Oh, I always have to get her in the mood. I have to work her up in the mood. I've got all this foreplay. It's like a recipe. It's like a to-do list. Ugh. Yeah. Wonderful. Susan, we're almost uh, done here, but you guys, I want you to reach out to Susan. You can connect with her at www.susanallen.org, and Allen is A-L-L-A-N, and her uh, website is in the show notes. Go to my website, marlamartinson.com, M-A-R-T-E-N-S-O-N, and get your free uh, guided self-love meditation and an and e-book. Marla? There's a lot of good, yes. Marla, yes. could I just add one more thing? It's actually the website that has all the latest information is heartspacesolutions.com. Heartspacesolutions, ending with an S.com. Okay, wonderful. Thank you, Susan, and everyone. Much love, and until next time, thanks. Bye.